Ladies and gentlemen and Force users of all ages, welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. I'm Daniel Dawson, and I'm joined by these two adorable nerf herders, Dino Nicandros. Hello. And Alyssa Simmons. Good day. This week, we remain Outside the Tauntaun, discussing the Disney Plus Marvel mind-bending extravaganza they call WandaVision. This is Season 1, Episode 6, directed by Matt Shackman and written by Chuck Hayward and Peter Cameron. And by God, we're Star Wars fans. And also Marvel fans. Oh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside... Oh my god! You guys, here we are. Episode 6. Wowie wow! I felt so many things are in you, this. It, yeah, honestly. Did you poop? Peed. You peed? Mm-hmm. Peed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Girls don't poop. Oh, yeah. right. That's right. Knows that. They just sweat it out. So, WandaVision. <laughs> oh, yeah, WandaVision. Right, right, right. <laughs> so sorry I let us down <laughs> this that This is your fault. Yeah. Your <laughs> This is fault. my fault. Okay, um, there's a lot to there's a lot to go over. Oh so, my like, God. let's just freaking go. We, we got to stay on task, go. though. We got to go. For real. I, I, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm, again, sorry. Sorry ahead of time. Uh, I was tasked with going through this episode and sort of giving a, writing down a synopsis. And I, um, we're just gonna talk right through the synopsis. Yeah, just just talk I right think through that's, it. The best course of action here is like yep. when something comes up, we just just unpack say it. it. Yep. Just, because there's just there's too many things. Or scream it, or sing it. There's a lot happening. I yeah. would prefer yes. if you sang it. That would be great. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, starting off, I just want to. Okay, I just want to start by saying how fun it is. Not knowing what the F is going on. <laughs> um, yes. Things that we were like so sure about in the last episode, like about many things, like including Quicksilver, sort of came crashing down in this episode. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, they are keeping us on our toes and not ever wanting us to really know what's going on. <laughs> well, they're messing with us. They're totally. Yeah, they, are. They, they are. are. they are. Absolutely. Like doing like a lot of meta things that like normally you wouldn't do in a show like that, which I it's just so, so smart and so different. And um, yeah, they're, they're well, Marvel has a they've accumulated the capital to be as weird as they want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember it, it started with like guardians of the galaxy, which is the first time they branched out from your Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, mm-hmm. kind of grounded Avengers sort of stuff. And I, I remember at the time I, I wasn't super familiar with the guardians of the galaxy and that was a giant risk. And <laughs> It was. It paid off. It's probably them. one of yeah. their more successful oh, oh, little mini franchises. I put it up there in my top five, I think, of all the Marvel like um, series. Yeah, for sure. With most of the Marvel films, it's so fun because it, even if you're not like a crazy super fan, you can still watch them and have a hell of a great time. time. Totally. And Guardians yeah. does a great and job then, of that. And totally, totally. Yeah, and then in, in this and then going down the route of Doctor Strange and adding in magic and all of that. Yeah. So fun. It's just so fun. And I, I, it just, 
I it see it, it feels like in this particular show they're basically they're like targeting us like really hardcore nerds that are trying to pick apart the show. Yeah. And yeah. they're they are purposefully putting all of anyways. We'll we'll talk more about it. Anyway, the opening sequence. Yeah. We start the episode with another very familiar and nostalgia inducing opening sequence that is an uncanny tribute to Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. Um so, so I fun. had no idea they were going to go for Malcolm in the Middle. But Me too! I'm, what a random choice that I love that. But it was such an iconic show. It was, and it, like, it still still holds up. If, oh, if, absolutely. Did, did either of you watch Malcolm mm-hmm. in the Middle when it was on oh, the it was air? Oh, brilliant. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 I the loved mother, it. The, the mother won, like, a bunch of Emmys, didn't she? Because she was, like, brilliant on that show. Yeah, the show itself did extremely well, and a lot yeah. of the writers who wrote on Malcolm in the Middle went on to write on The Office, so it's Oh, just, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, well, they're, obviously. They're really hella smart people. Very smart. Yep. Um, well, the kid running around, yeah, so the kid running around the house with a camcorder filming the family, um, it's just interesting because the show Malcolm, okay, so yeah, I wrote down the, the, the show Malcolm in the Middle premiered in January of 2000 and ran for six seasons, so the previous episode of WandaVision, um, was I guess maybe a mashup of the '80s and '90s because if I we're going in chronological was, order, yeah. I, I don't feel like we skipped the '90s, right? No, well, like, both. Well, no, and I think this was a mashup of the '90s and 2000s. Yep. Okay, totally. so like late '90s and yeah, early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, because Family yeah. Ties, I, I Family Ties, Growing Pains, and Full House. I mean, Full House started in the '90s, but Family Ties mm-hmm. and Growing Pains ran through the mid-90s. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me. There's plenty of overlap. That makes sense to me. So the lyrics to the opening theme song might be some potential clues as to what's going on. Oh, a clue! Um, Especially if you imagine someone singing this to Wanda. At least Mm -hmm. that was the thought that I got in my head. So I'm just going to say the words really fast. Wanda, WandaVision, don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. The game can try to play us. Don't let it stop the fun. Some days, it's all confusion. Easy come and easy go. But if it's all illusion, sit back, enjoy the show. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Through each distorted day, let's keep it going. Though there may be no way of knowing who's coming by to play. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Spooky. It's very spooky because if you think about those words, like like I was saying, if, if somebody was like singing it to Wanda, um, yeah, there's there's somebody saying like, "Don't try to fight the chaos." Hmm. So it just feels like somebody's. It, I just it's it's another it's another hint as to potentially somebody or some entity that is trying to influence Wanda. At least that's kind of my thoughts. Do you guys have any feelings about that? I mean, yeah, I mean. And they get to that. We'll talk about yeah. this yes, later in the episode. Definitely. The fact that she she says she has no idea mm-hmm. yes. how this started. How any of this started. What's going on? Um, so Agnes has now made it into the opening credits. She's been upgraded, apparently. Good for her. Um, also wearing some iconic pants with naughty written on the ass. Love that. Um, <laughs> like a juicy couture suit. Those so, were so popular. Just crazy yes. ant. Like yeah. that was very popular at the mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Pietro has made it into the opening credits as quote unquote himself, which is a curious thing to say because like um, everybody else is named they're like you know Wanda Maximoff. Right. They all they're right. all playing themselves, but he is 
at least in this show, is the only one that's playing himself. So it that is like highly sus to me, um, which makes me feel like whoever is actually playing this Pietro Quicksilver is not who he says he is. Um, and maybe they're attempting to influence and, and persuade Wanda. Um, so Billy starts the episode with a classic Malcolm in the middle, breaking the fourth wall, talking to the audience line. Uh, he's yes. describing Halloween as a magical holiday where you get to be somebody else for a day. <laughs> um, I think that may be yet another hint that some or all of these people are not exactly who they seem to be. Um, for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing to note is that the word magic gets thrown around a fair amount in this episode. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but it's like, yes, oh, oh, like all so. these little keywords. It's like magic, nightmare. Oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> so uh, they show a clip of the kids playing Dance Dance Revolution, which is so great. Um, Oops, so loved that game. Was awful at it. Um, we cut to Tommy saying that Billy is afraid that this Pietro is actually... Oh, also, just so you know, in my notes, I kept on writing Pietro in quotation marks because I just don't believe that he's really Pietro. Um, yeah, well, and they're calling him, like, Uncle Pete, too, Yeah. Right? So... Uh-huh. Tis, tis queer. Um, uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, but, yeah, Billy is afraid that this Pietro... Sorry, Tommy is saying that Billy is afraid that this Pietro is actually a vampire because he's sleeping at 4 p.m. Um, all the while, Pietro is pretending to be asleep, already being very deceptive and super ultra-aware of what's going on. Foreshadowing? Maybe. Because he seems to be... Well, we'll talk about this more, but it just feels like he's yes, yeah, yes. he's he's there to, to, to do naughty things. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely uh, later on pretty close to a vampire. So. Uh-huh. Very, very, yeah. very queer. Um, so Pietro bursts off the couch and scares the poop out of the kids, yelling, Blood is thicker than water, I show you! Um, <laughs> which, you know, blood is thicker, blood is thicker than water, um, in case you don't know, is sort of like, uh, meaning that family relationships are the most important. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Wanda enters the scene with her comic book outfit on. So dope. Um, but, but this is, this, it looks great, but now we know why, uh, movie, superhero movies in general don't have much fidelity to the comics accurate yeah. comic book costumes because they, they look, look hokey ridiculous. yeah they, they're, they're so silly yeah it's just like this was a perfect use oh, of, of her costume and vision perfect um so yeah something to note uh all the characters in the episode are dressed as the comic book versions of their own characters yeah. So, so, so great. Um, Pietro makes fun of her costume and says it reminds him of the time their mom. Oops, excuse me. <laughs> uh, reminds him of the time that their mom made them costumes the year they got typhus. <laughs> and then we get a that funny flashback. flashback. <laughs> the 90s flashback to Sokovia. So funny. Um, yeah, some of them as kids trick-or-treating in Sokovia where they get a fish from an old lady. <laughs> okay, now here's the thing. Now, I'm not a biologist. Or a fish expert. <laughs> but that fish looked a lot like a herring to me. A red. It wasn't a red really a herring. red herring. But, it, it, you know, I, I just think that they're 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 totally, again, doing very meta jokes at us, being like, tee-hee, tee-hee, red um, herring. 
Also, going back to Wanda's costume, I hadn't really thought of this, but um, a good friend texted me this side by side and was like, so never noticed this before, but this is definitely not an accident. And it's uh, Wanda next to oh. Magneto. Oh, yeah. Their, yeah. their helmet is almost like identical. Yeah, in the, I mean, in the like comics, that was purposeful. Yeah. So it's... it's so, yeah, it's just yeah. extra, extra Magneto thrown in there. Love, 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 love. They are messing. Yeah, they're effing with us. With us, they're effing with us. Um, so yeah, Wanda's oh. obviously confused because that definitely never happened, or at least she doesn't remember it. Um, mm. he says you probably suppressed a lot of the trauma. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. hint that Pietro knows what Wanda is going through right now. Vision enters the scene as it, and is attempting to slip away from the family festivities, and Wanda doesn't like it one bit. Um, we get a short aside from Billy, who says that mom and dad have been not fighting, just different. And you can see, if you if you look at the background, um, you can see uh, that Pietro is watching Billy do this, which mm-hmm. is odd because in like normal sitcom asides. You know, no one else. Would no one see, else is aware. Yeah, nobody yeah. else would be aware right. that you're doing right. that. But Pietro does, um, almost as though he's ultra aware of what is really going on and not really following the sitcom rules. Um, yeah, sus. Pietro tries to convince Wanda that it's okay that Vision leaves and that he could take over for the fatherly duties for the night. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, you know why? If he if he is ultra aware of what's going on, I'm just like I'm I'm trying to think like what are what what is his motivation for letting him go? Like it, it's just I I assume to cause more chaos. But uh, anyway, then we get Pietro scaring Wanda, <laughs> which gives off the vibe that he's here to make her uncomfortable. Um, a, a note about when we see Pietro zooming about the house yes. using his super speed. Yes. So. And and I was actually on the lookout for this when the episode began. His the animation CG of his movement super speed is that of the Aaron Taylor Johnson version of Quicksilver, yeah. and not how Evan Peters was depicted sprinting in the Fox X Men yeah. movies. Which, if you'll remember, they're they're one of the best sequences of the Fox X Men movies came in Days of Future oh my Past, God, so where we great. get. An introduction to Quicksilver as he's zooming around the Pentagon and everything around him slows down to an absolute crawl and he's able to rearrange mm-hmm. things. And then when he's done sprinting, everything kind of resumes as normal. And there's like a really dope song that's playing in the background too. I can't remember what song it was, but yeah. If I were... Uh, what was uh what's what is that song? Um, I just remember it's very tongue in cheek, but like oh, if I could put time in a yeah, bottle, yeah, that's it. The first thing that I'd want to do. <laughs> it's so great. It's a really great sequence, but anyway, it's just interesting that the they're not using his Quicksilver tricks. animation is the is the Marvel right or the uh, Marvel Studios version. Yeah, so already already piquing my interest mm-hmm. on on what's going on here. That this might not be the Fox version after very all. very highly sus um pietro and tommy are now dressed as comic book quicksilver uh wanda tells them to be good or she'll turn pietro into a pickled herring uh weird another reference to herrings 
very fishy. Um, <laughs> uh, then we find ourselves outside of the hex. Um, they pull out the Stark Industries drone, which is still hexed. Um, interesting to note that the drone that blew up Wanda's childhood home was potentially very similar to this one. Um, boop, boop, boop. Hayward, Monica, woo, and Darcy are having an argument about the stupid move that Hayward pulled with the missile. What a douchebag! He says that if they take out Wanda, this nightmare will end. He uses the word nightmare, which, you know, I mean, all the bells and whistles are going off in my head, but also I don't necessarily think that nightmare is behind all this, but I, you know, they're, 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 again, I, I, I have to be sus of the writers now because it just feels like they're giving us all sorts of red herrings, but, sure. um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, Night Nightmare is also a, a, one of the iconic Doctor Strange comic book villains. Right. Right. So it would, uh, I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he's. Well, no, I'd, I'd argue that he's just as, well, I would say just as likely at this point, but I put him in the upper tier of. Yeah. If we're considering people who are influencing. Like he's. It, events, he's higher Mephisto, the list Nightmare. <laughs> yes, because Thanos is dead. But. Allegedly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Hayward is scolding Monica for her insubordination and brings up her history with Captain Marvel as if it's a negative thing. Uh, at least that's the way I read it. Um, again, hinting to something that we haven't seen yet, potentially another tease for the sequel to Captain Marvel. What did Captain Marvel do? You know what? I, I've kind of been thinking about it and... Other people have written about yeah. it, and I'm I'm settling on, and we're gonna get a very clear answer to this at no some doubt. point. But I'm settling on the idea <laughs> They're that never gonna answer it. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't around when Monica was undergoing her cancer treatments oh, and or passed away from wow. it. Yeah, that would be really sad. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, so Hayward douchebag. Uh, cuts Monica real deep with a like highly unnecessary rude comment um, about how it was a good thing that she wasn't here when her mother died because she doesn't have the stomach for this job. Uh, like what a yeah. awful, Yikes. awful thing to say. Um, and then he was he has her um, and the others escorted out. Um, but but before they get taken all the way off the premises, they kick the crap out of the guards and don some poncho disguises. <laughs> yeah, go Jimmy Woo. Yes. Just kicking some major butt. Um, I didn't know he had it in him. I love it. Um, then we go back into the hex and we get the kids trick-or-treating and Pietro yells out to the kids, Unleash Hell Demon Spawn! Um funny very funny again they're either playing with us or demon spawn. they're throwing out some spawn hints. from mephisto yeah he also yeah. he also says like uh he describes something as as kick ass yes and yes. wanda and wanda's like kick ass yeah which is like super funny because aaron taylor johnson the MCU Quicksilver was the lead in Kick-Ass, and Evan Peters played his best friend in it's that movie. Basically, the only so, film that they were ever in together. Yep. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's the case. So, and it's it's uh oh, oh I'm gonna get to that in a little second though, because I, I I had an interesting thought about that because I wasn't, and and I I want to pose the questions to you guys too. Pose it. Uh, I'll pose it. Um. 
also of note, all of a sudden we have kids in Westview. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. After after Vision made a point to uh, note how there weren't, weren't any, yeah. and the playground was empty. Right on cue, yeah. here are Wait, all the no, kids. Wait, they've been there the whole time. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Wanda clearly doesn't trust this new Pietro because she tries to test him on their history. Very smart cookie. Um, he is immediately aware of this and seems to be also aware that he looks different than he should and mm-hmm. doesn't know why, or at least, you know, that's what he says. Um, he says, if I'd found Shangri-La, I wouldn't want to be reminded of the past either. Uh, okay. And so I, I was like, wait, I know Shangri-La, but I don't remember what the hell it is. But I pulled this right off of Wikipedia, so buckle up. Shangri-La is often used in a context similar to Garden of Eden to represent a paradise hidden from honored man. It is sometimes used as an analogy for a lifelong quest or something elusive but much sought for a man who spends his life obsessively looking for a cure to his disease, such a cure could be said to be that man's Shangri-La. It also might be used to represent a sought for perfe- uh, perfection in the form of love, happiness, or utopian ideals. It may be used in a context alongside other mythical and famous examples of similar metaphors, such as El Dorado, the Fountain of the Youth, and the Holy Grail. Okay, so that all being said, now I think... He's saying that Wanda has found her version of Shangri-La in the form of Westview. And if she was so happy, why would she want to be reminded of the, her sad-as-fuck past? You know? Yeah. So it's very, very interesting that he would be aware of that, too. You know? Weird. Um, also, uh, another, and I think we're about to get to this, but also another penny in the bank of tink. this is not Fox's Quicksilver. Uh-huh. In that he has all of Aaron, well, I wouldn't say all, but he has Aaron Taylor Johnson's recollections of what happened right. of being shot. Yes, correct. Very correct. Um, so yeah, we get the then we get the kick-ass reference, which is really fun. Um, but okay, so this is this is the thought that I had. Uh, it's interesting to note that Wanda also almost seems to be aware of this when she repeats the word. Is she weirded out that her son just used a swear word? Because obviously that's believable. Or is she actually aware of the film? Which would be weird, but, like, interesting. I don't know. I mean, like you said, they're they're really going for all the meta stuff. Very so. meta, very meta. And also could just be another red herring, you know, like, yeah. isn't this funny? Tee-hee, tee-hee. Um... So then we get a quick conversation with Herb, who is on the neighborhood watch and is getting calls all about the havoc that Pietro is causing. Um, interesting to note that one of the families uh, in this particular section, if you like, you, you, it's like a blink if you miss it kind of thing. Um, the One of the families is showing signs of glitching already because they seem to be frozen, which is weird because there's like a bunch of kids that are moving around them but one yep. of the families seems to literally be frozen and not reacting to anything that's going on um did it that herb confirms that vision lied to wanda about being on the watch uh-oh wanda's gonna be pissed uh and herb asks if she wants anything changed <laughs> so herb is also showing signs oh, of consciousness dear. which is interesting yep. Um, like he's just like, uh, you want anything changed? No. Okay, cool, cool. Please don't, please don't yeet me. <laughs> uh, and she's just her reaction to that is 
she's just kind of taken aback. Yeah. So it's almost like she's not, she's doing it, but it's, I don't know if she's. Yeah, it was similar to her reaction to Agnes when Agnes asks totally. if she wants her to like take right. the scene from the top. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, why are you guys so scared of me? It's not like you guys are my servants or something. It's like, it's kind of the feel that I'm getting from Wanda. Yeah, it's like maybe she doesn't fully understand the scope. Yeah, of... like, yeah. why are you guys being so weird? Like, just, you know, let's all have a good time and be happy. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Vision on the outskirts of town. Um, I'm not positive, uh, but it feels like the further we get away from Wanda, the less... I'm not sure if it's like the less control yes. that she has or but like yeah, it just seems like like it it it's demonstrating the amount of willpower that has to be used to, to do keep everything doing. in order and as you said, the further the further you get away from her immediate sphere of influence, the less potent yeah. her. Yeah, and I think abilities. that she's already said to the boys cuz they ran off she said you know don't, don't go, go past don't ellis. go past ellis avenue uh-huh. uh which which okay so the, the x-men movies were the first superhero movies right i think next to batman that i i watched i'm talking like 2000 the mm-hmm. x-men movie in 2000 the very first live action and this is probably reading way 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 too far oh, into no, it not. i mean you can't read too far into a marvel film so the climactic battle in that movie took place on Ellis Island. Right. Right. Between Magneto and the X-Men. And she's like, don't go past Ellis Avenue. Mm-hmm. Why they chose Ellis, I don't know if it was. Uh... Yeah, I, I looked up the significance of that. There are a couple of theories. Um, Warren Ellis has written many, many comic Marvel comics. Um, so so people okay, think that, that's, that there's, that's possibly there. And then the next um, sort of idea is that in um next wave agents of hate mm. um monica rambo machine man boom boom elsa bloodstone and the captain team up to fight and like a lot of weird stuff happens including mm-hmm. um, weird stuff including um several reality altering threats mm. so people think that potentially that could be a nod to that comic i don't know very interesting very interesting. Well, Dino, um, going back to your thought about Ellis Island and that whole debacle, mm-hmm. um, interesting to note that uh, when Magneto, like, you know, he's he's on Liberty Island, or, you know, is that what it's called, Liberty Island? Yes. Yeah. And, um, and starts to create a spherical... Y- using the machine mm-hmm, to... Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so yes, yes I, see I think going? I kind of see where you're yes, going. Yes, and it stops so if you remember, at Ellis Island. Like before, they, yes. like before it was able to go any further, it they broke the machine when it got to Ellis Island. But this kind of jogged my, yes, yes. This also kind of jogged my memory because if you think back to that movie, the, the whole scheme Magneto was hatching was he was going to allow Rogue to really? absorb his powers so she could sit in this device he constructed, right. which triggers the mutant X gene in everybody his idea being i'm going to make everyone a right. mutant and it's and if we look at if if we kind of th- look at the theories surrounding wanda at this moment and could we be near the genesis of mutants in in marvel cinematic universe well you look at what is something similar happening i mean here? you look is at she... what what the hex is doing to monica rambeau as a that's a great mm-hmm. example 
the the altering of DNA every time somebody goes in and right. out of this sphere, and I'm kind of like, oh my uh-huh. goodness. So there is there is definitely some parallels, high like for yeah. sure. And if it's not if it's not a parallel, it's at least a nod, at least. Um, I mean, it is a very very large yeah, nod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tip of the hat, tip of the hat. Um, yeah. So it's uh going back to the to being on the outskirts of town, Vision's on the outskirts of town. Um, but yeah, it's almost like parts of the town that her and the main cast of characters are not in at the moment are like put on power save mode. That's kind of the way I said it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah we see it a woman. Felt, it felt like this whole episode, she was kind of like controlling everything like an app. Yeah, I totally, yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yes. She's yeah. just like, oh, I'm not using this. So let's swipe up. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Ooh, spooky. Right. It was spooky, yeah. I mean, it, this was the Halloween spooktacular or whatever. So mm-hmm. it, it, they, you know, there was definitely some some like horror elements to it as well. Um, but yeah, we see a woman and a man in their front lawn, seemingly in a time loop, where he's putting a jack o' lantern on the porch and she's hanging up decorations. And the woman appears to be aware that she's in a loop and crying. Um, yikes! <laughs> so spooky and sad. Um, uh, then we get this episode's commercial break. Oh my god! Okay, so so uh, the commercial break for Yo Magic Yogurt. Yeah. Um, iconically, like of the time, like this sort of claymation. Yes, very thing. much so. Very crude mm-hmm. claymation. So so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very it reminded me of like the the commercials, like the after these messages, I'll be right back. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Gogurt. Was a thing totally, that, that yes. was released in yes. the '90s, and there was also like a snack called Shark Bites. I love Did you guys ever mm-hmm. Shark Bites? Eat oh shark yes, bites? totally, I totally, absolute poison. But um, the interesting uh, thing about that commercial, and oh, there's we, numerous interesting yeah, things about this commercial. We ish chatted about it last week about each of the commercials kind of representing one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, good. This is I was going to ask you about this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that this one, I mean, obviously it's like a a kid alone on a desert island. Right. And then he ends up kind of looking like Red Skull on Vormer. <gasps> Interesting. So he's the soul, the soul, S O L E, the and only person S-O-U-L, there. O U L survivor. Oh my god. I um, that, that I I believe that. So I'll, I think it's definitely mind. a combination of both the stones and horrible moments from Wanda's past. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, this one was a lot more thematic. Yes, totally. In that totally. It, it really played up the, at least for me, uh, her inability thus far to stop death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes, also, absolutely, for sure. And also in that vein of foreshadowing it, of uh, is she going to be able to conquer death in that way? And it, it kind of okay. We are a Star Wars podcast. Here we go. We are. So Do it. It, it. it just felt yeah. I mean, very Anakin centric mm. in the oh uh, sure her, her journey at the yeah. moment being. I'm at the same path. You know, she's not necess- she's not necessarily a, a villain, but the circumstance seems right to turn her into one in that her deepest desire is to bring back the people she loves. What have I done? Um, here we yeah, are. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, well, so, um, yeah, I was, I just wrote down that this is, uh, this one, maybe one of the most vague of them all. Um, but also could have some huge hints as to what's really going on. Um, you know, each, cause like each commercial so far has seemed to progress through Wanda's traumatic past in chronological order. 
with yep. the last one being in reference to her little mishap <laughs> in Lagos, where she <laughs> accidentally killed a bunch of people in Captain America World Civil War. So um, if we're assuming this comes after that, then this could represent her much more yes. recent past. Um, so, yes. okay, let's just assume the kid represents Wanda. Yeah. Um, the kid is on a deserted island and says he's so hungry and eat anything. <laughs> so, so, um, and then, so let's just say that the hunger could also maybe represent sadness, maybe? Um, uh, or like an emptiness that she's feeling inside? Um, and then a shark comes in onto the island and says he remembers hunger and he snacked on yo magic, bro. <laughs> um, if we assume, because why not? If we assume that yo is actually short for your, not yogurt, but just your, and magic is Wanda's magic, then we can assume that whatever this shark represents has been feeding off Wanda's magic. And I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> and how okay, how so, it relates to to so, WandaVision. Well, well, and then the kid is left alone trying to open the yogurt and can't seem to get it open and eventually decays into a skeleton. Um I was thinking, like, is this representative of Wanda like being sucked dry of her magic? Like being stuck in this hex, like being like like a vampire yeah, being sucked dry of her chaos magic. What was the tagline for the? Oh, it's uh, the, the snack of uh, the snack of of survivors. Isn't that what they said? Something yeah, like something that? like that. Yeah. Something to that effect. Again, this is another huge reach, and I think I'm I think I'm just full on projecting at this point. Do um, it. So there's a moment again in Days of Future Past, the X Men mm-hmm. movie, where Charles Xavier, Magneto, and Wolverine are on an airplane together and and Wolverine has come from from the future to get Xavier and and Magneto to work together to prevent the future from happening and he is explaining that over the years we fought you know we fought you Magneto and you know you've been a hard one to kill and he said did you ever do it he said no you're like me you're a survivor Mm. you're a survivor and just another another fun parallel yeah. to to Wanda is that she has you know maybe next to Thor has survived just utter trauma and devastation mm-hmm. and like her comic book father Magneto who is a Holocaust survivor and I, I don't know I don't think it's accidental that they're playing up that I angle, think that's but. very very plausible like it's yeah absolutely. Um, then we are back in the hex and we see the movie theater in Westview is playing The Incredibles mm-hmm. and The Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, The Incredibles, obviously a fun nod, uh, since the movie is about a superhero family. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I assume that's kind yep. of what they're, what they're hinting at. Yep. Um, and Parent Trap, another fun choice because, you know, it's a movie twins. about twins. Yeah. Trying to bring their parents back together again. Um, also kind of solidifying the time period. So Parent Trap was totally. released in 98 and mm-hmm. Incredibles was 2004. Yeah, so, so we're late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. 
Um, yeah, interesting to note. Uh, yeah, right. That, that, that is exactly what I wrote down. Uh, Pietro basically tells us his entire purpose of being here, <laughs> which I thought was a very meta fun thing. He just said, I'm just trying to do my part, okay? Come to town unexpectedly, create tension with the brother-in-law, <laughs> stir up trouble with the rugrats, and ultimately give you grief. I mean, it's what you wanted, isn't it? <laughs> so... Is he literally giving her grief because he feeds off of it? Or being he's trying to be a bad influence on her? <sighs> okay, we're, I'm getting a little ahead of of the discussion. That's all right. But I can do it. This is not Pietro. No, it it's can't not Pietro. No, can't it be. can't be. At this point... This is this is a malevolent presence. But I'm just going to go back. Isn't this kind. so funny? Because like, we body. literally like, were so sure at the, end of episode, at the end of the last episode. We're like, oh, yeah. He just, she just plucked him out of the... It's like such a 180 degree turn. I'm just like, nope, that's not Pietro. I don't believe him. I don't believe it. Yeah. And I, I I believed it the less earnest he became. Right. Yes. Well, because as said, this, this conversation uh-huh. goes, you, you know, he says he says to her like, "So where have you been hiding all the kids? Like, uh-huh. When did you bring them up?" So he's obviously super aware, and, and hella, she's hella aware. She's taken aback by that. Like she's mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about?" And yeah, then he does him. he does the thing that made me distrust him more than anything else mm-hmm. is that he's like, you know. I'm your brother. Like you can talk to me. Like oh no. Yep. So I'm so, so glad you brought that up because she because he doesn't he doesn't say I'm your brother. He says he says uh it's, it's later on. Oh he says I'm just, not he says I'm not your husband. So yes, you I'm can, not, I'm yeah, not your you husband can... and I'm not a stranger. But he doesn't say I'm your brother, which is very interesting. Yeah, because right. I mean they, that because that was the that would be the next thing that you would say. You would say I'm yeah. not your I'm I'm your brother. Tell me, you know, anybody doesn't say that. Um, very, very good point, Alyssa. Um, um, so then they <laughs> then they hilariously call out each other on uh, losing their accents. <laughs> um, then Pietro makes it sound like after he was shot in the street in Age of Ultron, he heard Wanda calling for him, and that's why he came back. Interesting, but sus. So it's clearly like somebody that's. You know, if it's not Pietro, it's somebody that is within this universe, or at least is aware of our universe and knows. Or Mephisto. Yeah. It, well, yeah, because yeah. Mephisto would know, would he would be a character that would know multiple universes and be able to, you know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. It's just definitely a lot of a lot of point, like you know, a lot of arrows pointing towards Mephisto. Uh, then Billy shows off his newfound super speed abilities. Go, Billy! Yes. <laughs> um, now we find ourselves back outside the hex with Monica's squad sneaking around the sword camp. Um, aren't you proud of me? I didn't say shield. Um, very proud. Thank you so much. Uh, they, ha- of course, it's because I wrote it down. Um, they hack into their computers and realize Hayward is tracking the decay signature of vibranium so he can see Vision's location in the hex along with anyone in his general vicinity. That's very interesting. Uh, they wonder why is he tracking vision? Um, visions. So I, I, I was kind of like theorizing because I mean I don't I didn't know the vibranium could decay or that it does decay. Um, but I was thinking that because like you know visions living cells were bonded with the vibranium, so maybe it's because like the living cells are decaying and it like gives off vibranium like as it's. De- I don't know. I, I'm. Um, I have a coo- okay. So I have a cuckoo crazy theory. Um, and I'm 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 uh calling out my good friend Kurt again. Um, because he brought this to my attention. This is this is another, um, 
I can't. Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the person who who came up with this, but um, there there are thoughts out there, and I don't know if I necessarily believe them, but I love it because it's kind of it's fun. It's very very fun. Um, but what if Hayward was oh, actually? I know, what, I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Ultron. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, it's 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 a uh, it's a reach. It, but... It's a reach. But but. I, I did some digging because there is precedent for Ultron yeah. uh, disguising himself as a director of an agency yes. in the comics. Yes, and also and taking apart his Vision fascination. And... If Right, if you consider that his mission is incomplete and that Ultron was supposed to be Vision. Right. I mean, he, right. Built, right. he built Vision to then upload his consciousness to right. him. So there is motivation there to... Uh, to do that, get a hold mm. of vision. I don't and know. And here's the that, thing: that would just be nuts. It would be. It would but... be so nuts. I, but I, I mean, you know, the show has already been nuts. So I mean, the. Uh, uh, I love me some more Ultron. I know. Well, if, yeah. Uh, I just feel like he was very underutilized. Um, you know, in the movie. I mean, James Spader is just such a brilliant actor. Spectacular. But, and I don't know that that's out yeah. there. And also, I mean, obviously, Ultron can put his consciousness into many different. Thing. So it would be very believable that the the last one that we saw in Age of Ultron wasn't the actual last Ultron. But, I mean, they made it seem like he was. But also, if you go back to the movie, you don't really see, like, you just see, like, like uh, I think you, if, if I remember if, right. You see, if it didn't happen on screen, did it really happen? There you go. Exactly. Because, yeah, Vision does his, yeah. like, little, like, you know, Mind Stone blast, and you just see a flash of light. But you don't see, like, the body, like, disintegrate or you know, or whatever, you just flashes to the next scene and you're just like, oh, okay. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, that one out of all the theories is, is, is out, out there. there. It would be fun. I wouldn't be. Yeah, angry. no, I'd be like, okay, cool. This is fun. Um, but yeah, so we are now back in the hex, uh, following vision and he is spooked. Um, he is never, or sorry, here is, he is near the edge of the city and it seems that everyone is now frozen and the lights are all flickering. So we get much more into like, like we're getting into like a horror flick now. Um, I noticed a little girl that looked like she was dressed as a notorious RBG and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> so cute. I didn't see that. Um, so I mean, I, I mean, it yeah. could be, it could be any of the, um, you know, the Supreme Court justices, but like, you know, I just assumed that maybe that's what it was. But um, once he feels uh, safe that no one is really watching, because he kind of like goes over to her and was like, hey, uh, excuse me, miss. And like, nobody is really, like, really aware. Um, so he feels safe and he reverts back to his normal vision, Luke, and flies into the sky. And we get our first, like, overview look of Westview, um, which is interesting. Um, and so we get, like, a, the lay of the land, sort of. And you're hearing, like, the echoes of, like, the children playing in the streets. And um, and then he sees a car in the distance parked on the edge of Ellis Street. And so he flies over. And we find Agnes in her car. Okay, guys, here we go. I'm diving off the deep end. This scene. Woof. So the license plate... We're just gonna we're we're gonna deal with the license plate first. Um, the license plate reads zero A one B two C. Okay, you guys ready? And by the powers of Google, <laughs> I have found that the number is a color hex. Uh, for real? 
legitimately. It's a color hex. So, um, and they correspond to RGB numbers. So RGB being like, you know, red, green, blue. Sure. Uh, so red, so for, for red, it's the number 10. For green, it's 27. And for blue, it's 44. If you look up those numbers with the comics, they all involve the Scarlet Witch and one, mm. uh, one of which involves Vision being disassembled by an international government coalition. Um, Dang. Hello. Um, but yeah, I went down a really dark rabbit hole and had to stop myself because it felt like I was going insane. <laughs> Literally like a schizophrenic, just like putting all these things on the wall and drawing like lines from, oh my God, I just crazy. So, um, but yeah, I digress. Uh, yes. Let's get into the scene with Agnes. Yeah. 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 Here we go. She is at the edge of Westview, and oddly enough, seems to be somewhat not completely frozen like the rest of the town. Still not all there, for sure, but not frozen and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, also of note, she is wearing a witch costume. Um, and if we are to assume that all the main characters are wearing their comic book versions of their clothes, this bitch is totally Agatha Harkness. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in yes, theory. but also I don't I don't know why I have the feeling that we've been led on a wild goose chase as oh, far as no, Agnes is. A, mm, you like, you have 100% legitimacy. Her role. I don't think she has the role we thought she does. I I think I think you're kind of right on the money there. Yes. I I I so Vision awakens her and she recognizes him as one of the Avengers. And, of course, Vision doesn't know what that is because he has no memory before the hex. Yeah, she says, um, like, are you here to are you here to save us? Oh, are you here to save us? Yeah. Um, she asks if she's dead, and he asks why she would ask that. And she says, because you are. Which is such a spooky way of doing it. I love that writing. Um, and she spookily yells, dead! 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 <laughs> and then she cackles like a witch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Makes a U-turn and drives back into town. Um, uh, but yeah, also of note, when she's awakened, she still goes by the name of Agnes, which is interesting. Um, also interesting when 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 Vision kind of unclouds her mind. Yes, uh, he, he says, I, "I'm gonna. I want to find out what's mm-hmm. beyond the borders of of Westview." Oh yes, and yes. she and she says, they, uh, "She won't let us." Yeah. She won't let us. She won't. She won't let us. And then she, she said, won't even she won't even it. let us think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Double yikes. So, um, going back to what you were saying, Dino, I'm now curious, and in potentially the reason why the sword folk are having a hard time IDing her. You know, because we've looked, you know, at the casting board, <laughs> like they she's like one of the only cast members that doesn't have a New Jersey license yet or, mm. you know, and, you know, or her alias or whatever. So um, or her real name, I should say. So I'm just curious if maybe she is a product of the hex like she, uh, you know, or she's not like really trapped like all the other people are like she is actually like maybe she was created by whatever is inside the hex either way yeah, I mean, or the other thing honestly i have i don't think i have an opinion on this cuz i i don't know what's no. going on with her yet i no. haven't come up with something that makes sense but but it, it, i think it's safe to That's say that yet. she is 
Well, I don't know if it's safe to say this, but it seems that she is not of the New Jerseyans. Right, and and by the same token, she's not, as far as we know, and this could be another deep fake, but mm-hmm. uh, she's not manipulating Wanda. Sure. Yeah. But she's very much a victim. We yeah. also don't, we don't have the um, original missing person identified. Right, right. From, we still don't know who yeah, that is. So, mm-hmm. so uh, then we find ourselves back outside the hex again with Monica Squad. Uh, she gets a text from this scientist friend of hers. Apparently, okay. it's a man because she refers to him as a he. So yeah, she that's, says it's my gotta guy. Be Reed Richards, right? right? I mean, at this point, it, it, I feel like it has to be, and that would be so dope. But I mean, I'm because very they, interested. They, to see who they it is. are playing that up. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a plot point, but they this is the second or third time where they've. It just feels like they're like if there, <laughs> like there would be a person with a drum like doing a drum roll because. And I'm it... <laughs> thinking of all the guys either left in the MCU or who are supposed to be coming in. Right. And astrophysicist, or rather, rather aerospace engineer. There you um, go. Uh, that's a Reed Richards. Yeah, it, it, that that is some, that. It feels like that's the most likely at this point. But yeah, and that and the or, Fantastic um, Four were spawned from. Sorry. Oh yeah, the other who, the other theory is that it's Doctor Doom. Oh, that's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, it could be kind of fa- that is kind of Fantastic Four adjacent. Sure, sure. I mean, just the case for the Fantastic Four is that they were exposed to cosmic radiation, right? Which right. altered their DNA. And Much like sure what is happening, happening here. in the hex. Oh, dang. yeah. And well, and that's and here's the thing. So we're about to meet this person. I mean, yep. assumedly in the next episode because she said, "Oh yeah, he's an hour away." So he's going to be an hour away for the next two and a half episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah, exactly. Because each episode he's 15 is only minutes like five away, guys. Of... <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is how they're like. Is this how they're gonna do the Fantastic Four? Like, is it be like instead of them going? Well, to look space, what's it's... happening to to Maria, right? Or, sorry, uh, with, uh, uh, to Monica. Monica, right? Yeah, exactly, right. Um, I mean, we we I think we're getting a photon and or pulsar origin story right totally. right before our yep. eyes. I feel that's legit. Um, so uh. Duh. Yeah, he's brought the transport she needs to get back into the hex safely. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darcy can. I mean, man, he 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 built that thing fast. <laughs> of course, that's just the way in Marvel films. Um, Darcy continues to scan Hayward's files and finds one on Monica. Um, okay, so although I'd like to point out, like if you freeze frame on the first few files, she skips over. Um, one of them is titled Project C4113. Just, you know, numbers, 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 and could mean absolutely nothing. But on the cover of the 113th, sorry, yeah, 113th issue of the Avengers is the Scarlet Witch with the dead body of Vision and a quote from her saying, You killed him, world! You killed the man I love, and I'm going to make you pay! <laughs> oh my gosh. Interesting. <laughs> I digress yet again. Um, Darcy reveals to Monica that every time she goes through the hex, it's rewriting her DNA or her cells, I think she says. Um, And that it's too dangerous for her to go back in. 
Another hint as to how she unlocks her superhero abilities. Um, and perhaps unlocking the mutant genes in other people? I know we've talked about that a few times. Uh, Darcy decides to stay because she wants to get past Hayward's last firewall. She thinks he's hiding something. Perhaps that he's Ultron? Dun dun dun! <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm being stupid. Um, and now we're back in the hex again. Pietro says, Westview is charming as hell. <laughs> Another hell reference. Hello. Bitch is, you know, he's either working for Mephisto or he is Mephisto. I'm just, he's, just, he's bad. He's, he's bad, bad. news bears. Um, Pietro out of nowhere starts having a super meta conversation with Wanda about the kids. This is where the conversation comes in. So he asks where she was hiding all the kids up until now yeah. and that he doesn't think it's wrong and that he's impressed by what she's done. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, then he asks how she did all this. He says, I'm not a stranger. I'm not your husband. You can talk to me, but he doesn't say I'm your brother. Interesting. So she starts to explain that she doesn't know how she did it. She just remembers feeling alone and empty. And I was thinking kind of like the kid in the Yo! Magic commercial. Anyway, uh, she looks away and looks back and we get another jump scare with Pietro having gunshot wounds uh, like how his corpse sort of looked in Age of Ultron. Um, yikes. Um, oh, so I, random thought. I didn't even write this down, but um, this kind of popped into my head. But... Uh, if we're going down, like, the hell route, <laughs> um, I'm wondering if they're kind of potentially doing, like, the, like, the, the angel and the, um, and the devil on the shoulders kind of thing with Wanda, like, Wanda being the, the neutral person and mm -hmm. then Vision being, like, the angel and, uh, Pietro being the devil like trying to influence her to you know either yeah keep going you're doing great or no stop this Wanda I don't know sorry that was just a random thought that popped in my head um could be so, could be could be could be uh we cut to outside the hex I mean this is crazy we're, we're going we're going crazy we're going back and forth back and forth back and forth we cut out uh, to outside the hex and Darcy has gotten through the firewall <laughs> which I also is such a funny like trope in action films like she's like I just gotta hack into the mainframe click 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 got it okay I'm in you know <laughs> like, it just happens so fast um she founds she finds a secret file labeled cataract mm -hmm. classified weapons intel um I assume that this is a reference to vision because cataract yeah. is what happens to one's vision when it becomes clouded and your vision mm -hmm. is reduced mm -hmm. interesting also uh, also yes. cataract yes was a stage in X-Men versus Street Fighter. Oh. And Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter. Get the hell out. I'm obsessed. That's amazing. Yeah. I did not know that. So I just I just googled is... Cataract Marvel and those popped up. So I freaking love that. I oh my god. Oh my god. So what you're saying is Shin Lee from Chun Li uh, <gasps> from Street Fighters yes. is going to be entering the Marvel Cinematic yeah! Chun Li is my That's what bitch. I'm, I'm telling or you. Chun Li, sorry. Yeah, she me. was literally my everything in that game. Okay, sorry. Anyways, uh, so Ed Honda was mine. If you want to know. Oh, great, okay. great, 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 Go good, good. <laughs> Everybody's got their people. Yeah. Um, so she emails it to Wu. Very smart. Um, yeah. Oh, other emails on the list in case you're wondering are names of Marvel production team members, of course. 
Um, Vision has finally made it to the edge of the hex and attempts to walk through it. Oh, my God. What a dramatic freaking scene. Um, It clearly does not want to let him go as he is seemingly pulled back, pulling him back and pulling him back in piece by piece. Um, Yeah. Wow. So spooky. Um, Darcy reveals herself because she tries to get Hayward to help Vision. Um, You know, of course, they hold her back. Like, you have to help him. He's dying. Um, We cut back to inside the hex, and Billy is beginning to feel his powers for the first time. He can hear what's going on with Vision, and he knows he's in trouble. They run to get help from Wanda. Then we cut back to Vision, who is falling apart, and he says, The people need help. Just so, so dramatic. Uh, We cut back into Inside the Hex, and Pietro makes a very, very dark joke and says, It's not like your dead husband can die twice. (laughs) And then Vision, um, well, I mean, which is, you know, it's not funny, but I mean, it's interesting because Vision actually has died twice already. Once at the hands of Mm -hmm. Wanda and then once at the hand of Thanos. Yeah. so Wanda doesn't seem to think this joke is really funny. <laughs> no, <Nope, laughs> hates it. And yeets Pietro with her magic. Um, interesting note, the fake gravestones he gets yeeted into um, have the names of a Marvel production team member, of course. But also the epitaph reads, not on her side. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I just don't think that that's a mistake. I mean, like most things in MCU shit, it's just they're very purposeful. Um, So, yeah, I obviously think that's a clue. Pietro's not on Wanda's side. I think we can sort of be, I mean, well, we're saying that this is episode, but it's going to be completely flipped on its edge next episode. I hope you listen to this episode quickly because it's going to be rendered null and void. Exactly. 100%. Why are you even listening to the podcast? Are you crazy? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So then she stops time uh, inside the hex. And proceeds to enlarge the hex in order to make it so that Vision is now within the hex. Again, I said hex 12,000 times. (laughs) And by doing this, the hex now absorbs most of the S.W.O.R.D. team and their camp and whatever else was bordering Westview. Holy shit. And just a terrific uh, sequence. What a cool, cool cool sequence. Sequence. (laughs) turning everything into a giant carnival. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Just creepy. Um, yeah, so spooky. Um, well, Hayward yeah, there escapes. was a... Um, sorry, just... Oh, it's okay. Is it definitely a, a callback to the... Um, in episode four, Darcy referred to the other people in the, like, sword camp van. She was like, this is a, a full clown car. Oh, my yeah. God, that's right. And so I then totally all of those that. all those people, all those sword people get sucked in. Turn and now into they're, clowns. And now, well, and now, clowns. And now Darcy's in there, too. Yep. Yes, oh, I know. Geez. And Hayward escaped the effing douchebag. Hay- Hayward slash Ultron. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we keep saying it enough, it'll be true. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. That is exactly how it works. Um. So, Wu, yeah, Wu and Monica also escape. Darcy did not. Sad. Um, although I'm sure hilarity will ensue with Darcy being inside the hex now. Um, we cut back to a close-up of Wanda's eyes, red, glowing eyes, coming back to normal again. The episode ends. Balls. Um, I honestly thought it was a mistake. I was like, the episode couldn't... It's not, it can't end here. Like, Marvel is having such a fun time with cliffhangers. Oh! <laughs> I mean, just the, the rudest possible oh, points. Oh, rudest. 
It just it almost felt like they they had a like a larger episode that they cut in half or something. But like, yeah, wow, that that ended so abruptly. So frustrating. Yeah. And also the thing that's so fun about this and, and I haven't really even experienced this since I was like a kid. It's like, you know, when you watch a movie or a TV show and you feel like you've only been watching it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends and you're like, that's so short. Yeah. But like, it I really, mean, these I episodes are 20, 25 minutes long, but yeah. like they feel so quick because we're just like they on really the edge of our seats, not You know, I, I, I kind of felt this way the first time. And it's funny, I'm picking this movie, but the first time I watched Fellowship of the Ring, mm. Oh, uh-huh. Which is a, which a, which I'm not even talking extended cut. Just on its own is a two hours and fifty minutes or yep. something like that. Yeah, she's. But I remember getting to the end of that where Frodo and Sam are up on kind of this in this mountain range, and you can see Mordor off. It's like okay, let's let's Here get go. it going. Go. And then yeah, it, we're going to Mordor. Then it just fades and like. No. May it be <sighs> an even star. <laughs> yeah, it just frustrating. Oh. Yeah. So rude. Oh my gosh, that was such a crazy episode. Oh, one thing I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole as Please, well. Please take us, take us down. So, the movie theater that was playing Incredibles and Parent Trap. Yes. Yes. They named the theater the Coronet. Oh yes, I didn't look that which up. Which is, I was like, there's got to be a Has reason be a for that because it was like in you know big sparkly bright light yeah. letters. Um. So- so it's a classic poem written by an English metaphysical poet named Andrew okay. named Andrew Marvel. <gasps> and so that's Get enough out. of a connection, but the the poem this is what the poem is about. And I was like, Oh my, oh God. my gosh. Oh my god. So it's about a man who knows the sins that led to the death of Christ. Oh, my God. And he tries to make a new crown for Christ's head in a bid to atone, but finds but finds there is sin in this, too, as the devil is entwined in it. And, um, and therefore, he might achieve some glory with this new creation. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh. Woof. I mean, if that's not a fucking clue, uh, what? Come on. Come on. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) That just got, that just gave me the heebie jeebies just now. Well, everything about that, because it's like they're trying to like fit, you know what I mean? It's like Wanda trying to fix her life, but then in the process of it is like, oh, this is bad. (laughs) Okay. So let's have, let's have a quick meta conversation about, uh, I mean, because, Obviously, they're hinting a lot about hell, demons, da 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 da. But nobody's really actually saying it yet, I guess. So, yeah. my my my, what well, the point I'm getting at is that Disney has been very, very. They've been pussyfooting a lot around the idea of hell, Satan, all these kinds of things, because a very, very, very large market um, in China. Uh, would basically be like cut off if they were to even mention sure. Satan. Sure. So, or I don't know if it's I I can't remember exactly what the rules are, but I just know that they they shy away from things like that because of their audience in China. So, mm. I'm just very curious as to whether or not they're just like ah, eff it, <laughs> let's just you know what we gotta do it. We're gonna do it. 
Um, or well, they're going to find a very a, clever way to sort of skirt around that. That well, rule. maybe it's a give a Shang Chi take a a Christian imagery of maybe maybe heaven hell or maybe they know. will be more subtle about it than we think. We don't know. Yeah, like they're they're like there's going to be a lot of hints, and maybe they're just going to sort of yeah they're going to find well, some really and it could very be po- to... it could also be possible that I mean we're not actually talking about hell here. What I think what's happening is, and Dr. Strange has kind of hinted at it. And then the idea of a multiverse was floated in Mm -hmm. Spider-Man far from home, even though it was kind of a hoax Mm -hmm. at that point, Mm -hmm. but they're, they're setting up the idea of what it looks like. And, uh, Dr. Strange, you have the mirror dimension Mm -hmm. and the dark dimension and Mephisto could be a, you know, could be like a Dormammu sort of. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. This is my dimension sure. thing. It doesn't have to be hell. hell. I was gonna say, what yeah. We if we do end up hell. seeing Mephisto, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're probably not gonna see like a guy dressed in red with like red horns and in a tail. And and really, mean? Lord knows how they're gonna explain what cracked the multiverse. Whether it, it ends up being Wanda or if it's already happened mm. and the use of the Infinity Gauntlet several times did it. You know, right? I don't, yeah. I don't, sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, but also, I think it's probably safe to assume at this point that the hex is going to get bigger. Yeah. Yep. Right? Definitely. Like so and, The more control she tries to exert, the bigger she's going to have to make it. Um, yeah. Like, which it's means like, also- like, Well, I guess I'm going to have to make it bigger now. Uh-oh. I think I'm going to have to encase the entire world. Oh, maybe the entire universe. Well, and we already know from Monica going in and out twice that changed her on a cellular level so now she's brought in all of these other sword people that are not either residents of westview or other missing people we're not sure about that that's still a mystery but she's brought in all these other people so potentially like creating even more mutants or even more people with powers like we just right it's insane (laughs) i shudder at the thought of hayward slash ultron having (laughs) you know Given new superhuman powers, you know, that would, oh, jeez. Well, it's akin to, I mean, there's a a big story arc uh, where Ultron gets his hands on the Infinity Gauntlet. And so there's precedence for him, like, having, wielding cosmic power. Feed Nominus! I don't know know why we keep bringing up Ultron, but I just think it's It's fun to bring it up. It's very fun. Doctor Strange is showing up. He's going to show he up has to, right? at the yeah. end of this to kind of, kind of kick start. Like that, though, doesn't it? He has yeah. to. I mean, he has to. He has I, to. I, I hear, like, um, but yeah, I, 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 this is very, like, so I actually, I'm curious about, like, where you think the next episode's going to go. Like, do you feel that, the, so, like, the last three episodes are basically going to be, like, the end game of WandaVision? Or do you, or do you feel like we're going to go back to, like, a, you know, the, um, the, uh, the formula of of having you know um paying tribute to some tv show you know what i mean like are the next episode are we oh, gonna be I, like I in think, the late I 2000s think, early i think we're gonna snap out of the television stuff here pretty soon yeah i think it's gonna be an end to uh, like the you know this contained story about wanda in the bubble but th- th- it's gonna be it's gonna end on a giant cliffhanger. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. actually, I was gonna say there, uh, unless Spider-Man, unless which you know, Marvel has is very very prone to doing these, um, of putting in 
scenes into trailers that don't end up in the actual show or film. Sure, That's sure. like a very normal thing that they yes. do because they love to throw people off. Yes. Or, you know, maybe they just end up on the cutting room floor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or they just service the trailer and that's all that they service. But uh, there is a scene that hasn't happened yet. And it was the one that I was talking about that felt very Modern Family-esque where Wanda is sitting down talking yeah. straight to the camera. And that hasn't I think there'll be yet. bits of it. I just think... I, I, think I think it's going to derail more. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally think. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, th- th- if this episode was any indication, cause like, you know, the first four episodes, we barely went back and forth out inside, mm-hmm. you know, inside and outside mm-hmm. of the hex. But now we're just like flip, 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 flip. And flip. Elizabeth Olsen said in an interview, there is a Luke Skywalker level appearance mm-hmm. of a character. Oh my gosh. Right. And it and has yet to happen. So we know it's right. not Pietro. And and to, and she's it's worth noting she is a giant Star Wars fan. She's that on sure the record is worth saying, noting. and she's uh, going to be on our podcast she, next week, right? Yeah, oh my she god, is. what if Tune Mark for Hamill? But if is she's Mephisto. making, <laughs> if she's making that kind of statement, yeah, I'm calling it. it guys, Hamill I'm telling Mephisto. you, it the only Luke Skywalker equivalent in my mind is, in terms of like Marvel relevance is Luke's Magneto. Gone. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And we I have agree. that that interview with um Why can't I remember his name right now? Your mom. The interview with I your mom. Know. Oh, I want your mom to be in this Marvel <gasps> show. Okay, let's do it. She'd be so That's the cute. cameo. Yeah, it's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but but think about Elizabeth it though. Elizabeth Olsen and just I... really loves my mom. <laughs> <laughs> like I kind of I kind of want to just push my push my chips to the center of the table and say, it's going to be Michael Fassbender because I believe that uh, he doesn't have to be the Magneto in the MCU going forward, but people who enter the hex are different than they should be. Yep. Right. Right. Ooh. And, and if he knocks on the door and like, Oh my God, I'm going to. So, so, I mean, I guess there's, there's two, there's, there's two, there's two thoughts. It could either be whoever is in the hex that is going to be the big reveal, or it could be this, um, aerospace engineer that is the big reveal too. Well, it, 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 Reed Richards, let's say it's Reed Richards. We don't know who it is, but Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure it's necessarily going to be that person. Because that person might because, be a new, because, like a new actor. And maybe I'm reading too much into her saying it's going to be a Luke Skywalker level thing. But the sure. reason Luke was so important is this was somebody we are already well acquainted with. Right. But not in this storytelling. Entirely yeah. unexpected. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're totally right. And, and and as far as the Fantastic Four goes, there's no real like... And Doctor Strange is not going to have that shock factor because we no, are that well acquainted. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah, he's coming. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. So it's gonna be it's gonna be something along the lines of like Evan Peters showing up as Pietro, but just right. on but a bigger. Maybe it's Patrick Stewart. I don't know. <gasps> oh. Uh, okay, so okay, I'm actually really glad you brought this up because I think there's precedent to talk about it. Uh, so in that in the Fox Marvel universe, um, the X Men universe, um, at the end of because I I've just started rewatching all these films, um trying to do my homework um this part i completely forgot about but like patrick stewart he like dies like yeah mm-hmm. at the end Professor of uh, last stand totally yeah and then uh and then comes back but i guess he's basically 
transferred his consciousness yeah. into it was his wonky. twin brother. Yeah, that was a weird the, the continuity from of the live action X Men movies is not even worth mapping out. Yeah, in my it's opinion, kind of a lot because it was such a mess. But it is interesting to note that at least that theme, that element yes. exists sure. in that universe where you know we can transfer consciousnesses to other entities. You know. Um, I, I mean, yes, yes, whoever, supremely, I suppose. Whoever we, whoever it's going to be, is yeah. going to be someone with immense power. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh well, yeah. It, because it has to be like they have to be there to either help the people out or help Wanda keep the people in. It has to be a level three mutant or higher. <laughs> Or yeah, right. right. What are the specs? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Well, I cannot wait for the next yeah. episode. I'm so Truly. excited. I'm so excited. Exciting things ahead here yes. in the final stretch. Exciting things ahead, baby. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Um, um, any other thoughts? We've we've been talking talking for quite a while. Talkity talk talk. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a lot to we talk about. We had a about, lot. We 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 did it. We yeah. got through it. We yeah. didn't die. It happened. Yeah, congratulations if you stayed through. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, Thanks. if you have uh, thoughts or feelings about anything that we've said and you want to add Throw your two cents. Throw out your weird theories. Nothing. Oh, yeah, please. add I your theories. So Obviously, you know Nothing we, is out of, we love to hear them. And, and we'll shout you out. Yes, we will. We promise. I'll do it. I'll and do it. So thanks so much for listening. This is Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast. Uh, it is. It is, even though I'm we haven't sure anymore, chatted about but... Star Wars in <laughs> quite a few weeks. But we'll be back oh, yeah. very soon. Don't you worry. Oh, yes. Um, or if news. you hate Star Wars, <laughs> but you like Marvel, and that's why you're here, then enjoy this while, while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> right. We hope you stay. We hope you stay after this is over. Yeah. But... Uh, anyways, uh, I'm Alyssa Simmons. And I'm Daniel Dawson. And I'm Dino Nicandros. And we'll see you next week. May the force be with you. Always. I love you, you guys.